and good morning. I hope that you had a very restful, um, amazing weekend. It is Monday here. It is the last day of February and it is my twin's ninth birthday. So today has started out just amazing um, because I have two very, very excited, happy nine-year-olds. They went to bed being eight and they woke up being nine. They were born at 3.30 and 3.32 in the morning. So they're very excited to know that they are officially nine. They always ask me what time, you know, um, so that's fun. And just to let you know, I am doing my makeup while I'm doing my podcast so that I, I hope that this the sound is okay. Um, it might echo a little. I hope not. But I just am really excited today and just have so much that I want to say because um, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm thankful. I'm so many things. Um, for some reason, I am kind of emotional today. Um, you know, my kids have had nine birthdays and I can't remember being emotional like this for really any of the other ones. Um, and I don't know, yesterday I was posting a post on Facebook about my kids. I was going through pictures and just reminiscing and you know, sometimes when you do that, you kind of get emotional and that's how I was. Um, just remembering so far back that what a miracle they are. Um, we, my husband had had a surgery. He had had a reversal um, because he had had a vasectomy in uh, his previous marriage. And um, he had went through a pretty rough surgery, to be honest. It was, it was, it was hard. Um, and we weren't even sure if we would get pregnant. Um, and so it was just one of those things we were really hoping, we were really praying. We found a really great doctor and everything just fell into place. And that's because it was God's, I believe it was God's will. Um, because normally we probably wouldn't have been able to afford a surgery like that. And we found a surgeon who, this is what he did for for people like us that maybe didn't have, you know, we couldn't afford like a $20,000 out of our pocket surgery. Um, but he knew that people that had had reversals have changed their minds or had gotten remarried or whatever. And that was the case with us. And he was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I don't think he's in practice anymore because I believe he has retired. Um, but anyway, so we were not even sure that we would have our little ones. Um, it was just one of those things we prayed, um, and had high hope and we didn't tell anybody. I mean, I don't, I might've told one of my friends, but we didn't tell our family. We didn't tell anybody. It was my, my husband actually had it done on his birthday, which was over spring break. Um, my kids were my three boys were with their dad, I believe that week. And so this was all just a planned, something we planned and did not tell a soul. And so it was a surprise to everyone, a huge surprise when it actually happened. Cause they're like, how did that happen? You know, he, especially anybody knew that he had a reversal. 
Um, so it was really exciting. Um, now we had tried for a couple of years and did not get pregnant and we thought, okay, this is not going to happen for us. And so we had gotten past the point of thinking, you know, that we are hopefully going to have our own. Um, and then we moved and when we got our new house, we moved in and within a month I found out I was pregnant. And I think it was just because we had stopped thinking so much about it. Actually, we weren't thinking about it at all. Um, we had relocated and our life was just all kinds of new. And so that's what, you know, that's what we were going through and thinking about and new schools and new business and new whatever, uh, new jobs. It was just a lot of new. And so that's what we were focused on was all of that. Um, so I found out I was pregnant and was in complete shock, uh, to put it lightly. And almost at that point was kind of like, Oh my goodness, you know, because I was, we were past that point, you know, um, we didn't think it was going to happen. And so we had just, we were past that point. Um, and so then, you know, of course, right away, uh, we, we began to get excited. Um, and my husband would talk to, he would talk to my stomach, like from the beginning. And he kept saying, hello, babies. He would talk to the babies. And I'm like, stop, there's only one. And um, stop saying babies, you know. Can you imagine if there was babies? And it was kind of a, a joke a little bit because we would just laugh about it because, well, he really thought there was two. And he said it was a boy and a girl. Like he just knew. And I was like, oh, stop, you know. So, but we just, you know, went about it, whatever. Um, went to the doctor. I was considered high risk because uh, of my age. And the very first doctor's appointment, they, they do a, an ultrasound. And the ultrasound tech very nonchalantly said, oh, there's two. She didn't say, oh, congratulations, you're having twins. Oh, there's, because I saw two sacks. I have been, I have been pregnant. I have three boys and I had been pregnant actually um, six times at that point because I had lost three. So I knew, I had had ultrasounds. I knew, you know, what, what stuff looked like. Um, and so I saw two sacks there, but I was think like in my mind, it's so surreal. You're kind of like, no. Well, so she just said, um, Oh, there's two. And we just looked at each other and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, um, I didn't even know how to respond. How do you respond? You know, when you're just in such shock that, I mean, it was just, I don't even know how to explain how I felt. It was, I just couldn't believe there were two. Um, and of course I was very excited. Now they had their own separate sex. So we knew that they were going to be fraternal. They were fraternal twins. They were not in the same sex. So they were not going to be identical twins. So that we knew right away. Um, they had their own placenta, their own, it was everything their own. Okay, so they were just in there growing together, but they were not in the same set. So very, very exciting. Um, and 
when I told my parents, we had, I believe it was a letter. We wrote a letter, something clever about, um, about them being grandparents again, about there being two. I, I can't remember exactly. It was some cute little clever, you know, saying or whatever. And everybody was shocked. And I was so scared to tell people because I had, I had had miscarriages in the past and I was really nervous. Um, and because of my age, I was considered high risk. Then when they found there were two, then I was placed on an even like kind of basically higher risk level. Um, so I just, I was so scared to, to tell anybody. Um, and it just still seemed so surreal at that point that I still, I just couldn't believe it. So he had talked to my belly like every single day, um, talking to the babies and telling them he loved them and he would sing to them at night and things like that every single day. That was during my whole pregnancy. Even when we didn't get along, he still did that. So, um, so we found out I had to go to a high risk doctor only once just to be, if he had to deliver the twins, um, or if anything was wrong, he was going to take over my treatment, my, my care. Um, and we went and had an ultrasound and that's when we found out. Um, we found out that the first one was a girl and we were really excited. And then they said that the second one was a boy and I'll never forget. I'll never forget that feeling. Um, I just, I was so in awe with God's, God's work. Um, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. I, I even still, when I look at them, I still can't believe I have twins. I still can't believe that God blessed me with two at the same time. My husband and I wanted one of our own and we were blessed enough to have a boy and a girl together. Our last children. And that's exciting. Um, and so I remember leaving and we were really, really excited. And um, we, I came up with this little, we printed out like some things and said one boy, one girl, um, had some blue and pink. I, I can't remember exactly. I actually have them still packed away. So we would always remember that, but it was like some clues that you would have. And then it said one boy, one girl. Um, and that's how we told people. That's how I told my parents, um, that we were having a boy and a girl because everybody was really excited to know what we were having. And, um, so that's how we told everybody. And that was really exciting and fun. And, um, so pregnancy was really, it was really very uneventful to be honest, which is great. Because my other pregnancies were a little scary sometimes. Um, and that's another reason why I was high risk because my other three boys, I had had trouble basically with all of them with my third one, not so much until delivery. But, um, so that's why that's one of the reasons I was high risk to begin with. So anyways, the only thing that happened was that about 10 or 11 weeks, I, thought I was going to have a miscarriage. I started having signs that I had before and I went to the emergency room. They did an ultrasound 
and saw that both hearts were still beating, but obviously couldn't guarantee that that would continue. So that was extremely scary. And um, if you've ever had any miscarriages, you know when you see that sign that something is wrong, it's just, it is devastating. Um, and, and I had three before, and so, and each one was just as bad as, as the first, you know? Um, and so I was really scared. I was really scared. And I was put on bed rest um, for a while, and, 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 and it ended up, everything was, you know, they, whatever it was, was fixed itself, I guess, or, or God intervened with that and, um, kept their little hearts beating and growing and, and it was amazing. So that was like the only, um, like the only thing that happened during my pregnancy that was kind of scary. Um, and like I said, I was older and I had already had kids, all these things like make it, you know, more high risk, blah, blah, blah. So I did, however, start having preterm labor, labor, like, I don't know, 30 weeks maybe. And I had to go to the hospital a couple times and, um, ended up being okay. So very uneventful, like, you know, great pregnancy, except for the fact that I was extremely sick, sicker than I've ever been in my whole life. And I literally was in bed all day, every day. It was terrible. It was horrible. Um, so that part, you know, was bad. But as far as like me having problems with my pregnancy, I didn't have any and which was awesome. So that was, that was totally great. Um, I would put up with the feeling like crap any day to have two healthy babies. So we get through that. Um, and nine years ago yesterday, um, I was at my mom and dad's and I started having contractions. I think I just picked Jaden up from a, a wrestling meet or wrestling practice. And we were sitting there at my mom's, um, my husband was at work and I started having contractions and, you know, I had had contractions before. So, you know, we just kind of watched it. Well, they got to be about eight minutes apart and I drove myself home. My kids didn't have their license or anything like that at that time. Um, and so I drove myself home and had to stop every time I had a contraction and they were like eight minutes apart. My son was timing them. So I called the doctor and they said, come in. And I went in and um, they checked me and yes, I was in labor and I was starting to dilate and all those things, but I already had a C-section scheduled. So because my little boy was breech. And so we had scheduled a C-section. It was already scheduled. Um, they weren't due for another five weeks. So it was kind of scary. Um, and you, you never know, you know, being that early, especially with twins, usually they're smaller babies because there's two and so on and so forth. So they kept giving me medicine to take off the edge because I was in labor and it was hurting, um, obviously. So I was pretty out of it, but like still in a lot of pain. I just remember like I was kind of out of it, but I would, I was still like really hurting. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Kind of groggy, but like, I just remember the pain. Um, because with my other kids, I had already had an epidural at that point. When I was, di I was dilated like five and I, I mean, I was still contracting and all of that stuff. Um, 
with no epidural or anything. And so I had never been that far into labor with my other kids without having pain medicine like that. So um, the pain medicine they were giving me was just taking the edge off and it was more making me loopy than it was anything. So they're like, I don't know, like middle of the night, like midnight, they were like, we're just, we're gonna have to wait until your doctor comes in at like seven um, to evaluate you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I cannot do this, you know? I, at that point I'm dilated five. So then I'm like, really? And so I'm in a lot of pain. My husband calls the nurse in and they checked me and I was dilated like seven or eight, it was crazy. And so right then they're like, we're doing emergency C-section right now. And so that's, that's what happened. And they started prepping me and they get me in there and I remember getting the um, spinal block. I remember, I remember just tears rolling down my face because I was so scared. I was so scared of what was gonna happen. I was really kind of out of it and not completely there like I wanted to be and wanted to experience that. I just remember I was just really groggy. And so then they brought my husband in and they started the C-section and my little girl was born first and she was doing well and they were able to take her, um, I think they took her outside the room, but she was breathing and she was, she was tiny, but she was like, you know, feisty little mama already, you know? And then, um, then they got my little boy out and I remember them just smacking, like they were taking their hand and like cupping it on, the, on his back and you could just hear this wet cry, like he was crying and it was just um, this wet sound. You could just tell, I knew something wasn't right. And I get emotional thinking about it because I just remember thinking, just breathe, bub, just breathe. And it was just, just this wet kind of cry. Um, and they just kept, you know, working on him on his back and everything. And so I'm laying there, they're finishing. I had my tubes tied, so they had to do all of that. And my husband was, was over there with him and they ended up having to rush him to the NICU. And I remember they, they didn't put my daughter up to me so I could kiss her, they just took her, but they did bring him to me and let me kiss him and then took him away. And that was very scary. I'm pretty sure my husband went with him. I think, I can't remember, to be honest. Um, but I, he was with one of the little ones, I think, after he kissed me and went with, I think he followed him. And so, and that was, this was like 3.30 in the morning, okay? So when I remember going to the room, I guess it would be the recovery room, and I remember I was, I, people were holding my daughter, like my mom, I think, and my husband. Um, I didn't, I don't think I held her right then. If I did, it was just for a minute because I was so out of it. Um, I didn't want to drop her. Um, so we went to our room and my daughter was able to come with us to that room. My husband fed her. I was starting to come back, you know, like, and I remember um, I was holding her. I was in the room by myself. And I looked down and she was like gray. And I, I can't remember if I called the nurse or the nurse came in, but I said, is this normal for her to be gray? Like, you know, it just really scared me. And she literally grabbed her and ran. My daughter was not breathing. So then she was taken to the NICU and she was having what's called Brady's and that's when she quits breathing. And um, so Joshua had a, a ventilator and he was being basically us keeping him alive, which to me is just amazing. Um, the medical 
things that they can do is just amazing because back in the day, he probably would have died if we wouldn't have had this kind of medical treatment and perhaps her too. So I was so thankful. Um, so thankful, but it was very hard. I didn't see him until later on that day. I think it was, um, I think maybe it was the next day. I didn't get to see him. We, we were able to finally see him. They had to put them in separate rooms because they had so many babies in the NICU and so many twins that were much worse off than my babies that were like one pound and whatever. And they were in the same rooms together, but they were full. And this hospital was one that they fly babies to. And like, this is a really great hospital and this is what they do. And so they were across the hall from each other. So we went in to see him and he was very swollen and it about killed me because just to see him like that was so hard. It was so hard. He had tubes everywhere and he was just laying there just still just his body was just laying flat and he was just still. And so, but I was so thankful to see him and he was absolutely beautiful. And we go to see my daughter and we're able to feed her. Um, I know she had a feeding tube at that time. She had a feeding tube at that time. Um, and so did he, but we were able to hold her and my husband changed her first diaper because I was too scared to, because she was my first daughter. All my other kids were boys and I was like a nervous wreck to change my daughter. I babysat little girls and all of those things, but I was nervous to change her. So he did the honors. Um, and she was so beautiful. She made the funniest faces from the time she was born until now. If you know her, she's quirky. She has a funny personality. She's just, she's hilarious. And she was like that from the time she was born. She would just make these faces and we would just crack up. She was so cute. And um, she was five pounds, nine ounces, which is really a very good size for a twin who's five weeks early. And um, she was very tiny. She was like 16 inches long. She was super small, but she was healthy other than she was having the Brady's. But I mean, like her lungs were developed and all of that. Um, she was just, she was going through the, she was having Brady's, she was stopping breathing. Um, and every time she would have one, it would automatically put her back in there for four days. So if she'd have one, automatic four more days. So, that was hard because every time she'd have one, I'd cry because I'm like, no matter what, it was four more days, you know? Um, and my little boy, he, he was born at six pounds, seven ounces, which is huge really for a twin who was born five weeks early. We met parents whose babies were one pound and my heart broke for them as they would sit and cry. It was very hard to see them in the, they had like a lounge when we would see them or talk to them. It was very hard because we knew our babies were going to be okay. I mean, there's never that hundred percent, like for sure, but we thought they were going to be okay. They had problems. Joshua's lungs were not developed. And so they had given him stuff to help develop his lungs and that sort of thing. And we had no indication that it wasn't going to be okay. They were just going to be in there a while. And so it was really hard and um, I prayed for them. I sat in the lounge with this mom and basically I grabbed her hand when she cried. She had no idea when they would be able to hold their babies. They were one pound, two ounces. Had been flown there from Ohio maybe. Um, and so I grabbed her hand and 
we prayed together and both of us were in tears and it was just really hard because I just felt so bad for her. Um, and so that time was, it was difficult because I was in there for five days. We, my husband stayed with me and we'd go see the kids as often as we were allowed to go. Then they released me. And so I went home without my babies and I never experienced that. And it was very hard to leave without them. And so we went home, took my stuff home and we went back to the hospital. And then we went back again that evening and we lived about 40 minutes from the hospital probably. Um, and so then my husband went back to work and I would go there and spend the day there every day. And, um, so they started to get better and they were improving and, um, you know, it was great. It was great. And we were spending all kinds of time there. And, um, our little boy, our, our daughter passed the car seat test, which is to make sure that they don't stop breathing, that sort of thing. Um, and our little boy failed it. So he, he had a Brady, he failed it and, um, he was automatically there four more days, but my daughter was able to come home. And so we brought her home and they did this thing where they put their footprints on the wall and the Nikki wall when the babies got to come home and her footprint was so tiny. And I just, it was awesome. We got to bring her home so excited and, um, but we had to leave our, our little boy there. And I remember that being the hardest thing ever because I had to leave him and he was so sweet and he just, he never cried. It was just the sweetest baby forever. He was always that way. Um, and she was the more feisty one. So we got to bring her home. And like I said, that was extremely hard because I, I didn't want to leave my baby boy there, you know. Um, but we went back and he was able to come home two days after her. So it wasn't like he was there forever. Um, I think I had my mom or grandma stay with my daughter when I would go to the hospital to be with him for those couple days. Um, but then we were able to bring them both home. And they both did great. It was very scary. I was scared um, of having two preemie newborns. It was scary, you know, making sure they were breathing. I would get up constantly during the night and touch their backs if they were sleeping. I was just constantly like a ball of nerves, wondering or making sure that they were okay. And, um, they slept together in the same bed for a really long time. Um, maybe even past their first birthday. I can't remember how old they were. I'd have to look back, but they slept together and they always were touching each other. They'd hold hands or whatever. And it was the most beautiful miracle I had ever seen in my life. Um, just seeing these two babies that grew up together in my stomach that God gave me at the same time, this beautiful miracle that I had asked for and prayed for and didn't think was coming. And he, he blessed us with these two babies. And so for the past nine years, we have gone through a lot in our family, nine years of a lot of stuff. Um, I, I can talk about later, you know, but we have been through a lot in my marriage in my family, our kids, just everything has been a lot happened in nine years that some people don't even experience in a lifetime. And, um, so, Back to today, 
thinking back, um, I'm just really emotional today because after all of this time, I mean, I've always, of course, loved my kids and taken care of my kids, but after all this time, nine years of them being here, I think I'm the happiest right now. I think that I have learned to be grateful and thankful even in the hard times because for a long time, for years, up until just a couple years ago even, and, and sometimes I'm still this way and I hate, I hate it, but I'm like, I would forget to be grateful and thankful and have gratitude for what I do have. And I was always like, why me? Why this? Why, you know, um, I felt like I couldn't work because I couldn't get daycare for them. Anybody I trusted or anything I could afford. And I was trying to help my husband at work and it was just really hard. And we would fight because it was so hard. It was so hard raising them, having my other three kids at home, having two stepkids, it was like so hard and I couldn't figure out how to do it all. And so life was really hard for us. We, we argued, we fought, um, we just, we went through a lot. And so I look at today and everything we've been through and I feel like I am where I've prayed to be. I'm, I'm, at this point where I've always been grateful and thankful for them. That's not what I mean. I just, um, every day I am driving to work this morning and I told the kids, I'm like, this is going to be a beautiful sunrise because it's starting to, to be light when I go to work already. Um, and it's amazing. And I'm like, this is going to be a beautiful, beautiful sunrise. And it was, it was amazing and it was just so beautiful and I, I thanked God for it. And as I'm driving, I'm just, it gets more beautiful, more beautiful. And I'm just so thankful. And I, um, I, I just, that moment, I just thought of all the things that's happened in the last nine years and how today is just so much more special than most of the others. Um, I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. And I was, I was, as I was driving with my three kids this morning, we had sang happy birthday and the kids got to open a gift today. And, um, we're just, it's just a really great morning. And my older son is sitting in the front seat with me and it's just a good, I hug him and I hug my little ones. And my older son looks at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but I'm just so thankful and I just needed to share this story, I guess, maybe. You may not listen to it. If you've listened to it this far, thank you. Um, when you look around today and you see the beauty, you see God's work, which I looked at my kids this morning and saw God's miracles, literally standing in front of me. These two little people that I had prayed for literally my whole life, to be honest with you. And here they are. And I'm blessed because I have five, five beautiful kids that have five beating heartbeats that are living in this world. And I'm so thankful. And I have three that I'm going to meet one day when I go to heaven. And so that is a lot to be thankful for. Um, a lot has happened over this last year even. And I feel like my husband and I are at the best place we've ever been together. We are 
stronger than ever, happier than ever. Um, life is just good. And I'm so thankful. And so I'm reminding myself, even on the days where I'm really struggling, and I've had some days here lately where I feel like I've struggled, I have to remind myself of everything I do have. And sometimes when we are having a hard day, it's hard to see and be grateful for the good things. We're just focused on what's happening in our life. Focused on, you know, whatever it is. Like I was focused on this huge medical bill that I got. Um, very stressed out. Like I am so tired of medical bills. I still am paying bills from when I had cancer. And I am just, I get very, very frustrated about that. And so I've been kind of upset about that. And um, so I just have to remember, okay, I'm, I have this huge medical bill, literally over $2,000 for blood work for my son um, who has been having some issues. And then I think to myself, okay, this is a lot. We're going to get, you know, we're going to figure this out because that's not the only medical bill. There's a whole bunch from his, all his issues. And then from me this year. And so, but I look at him and all of that goes away. I'm just so thankful. And I have to remind myself, like, look at what you have and not what you don't have. And for so many years, I would look at what I don't have. Or I would compare myself and my life to someone else. Look at what they have, look at what I don't. Well, I have three kids at home right now that I'm still raising. I have two that I've raised and are grown. I have two stepkids that are grown. I am a blessed, blessed woman. And I need to remind myself of that every day. And so as I look outside today and I, and I get, get out of my car and come in, it's just absolutely gorgeous outside. It is so beautiful. And there's still some ice in some places. And so the sun shining down on it is absolutely beautiful. I see a reflection right now as I'm standing here doing my makeup, doing this podcast of a rainbow on my shirt right now coming through the glass. And I'm reminded you know, they are my rainbow babies, technically, and so is my son, Chaz. Um, but little things like this will happen, and it happened this weekend that I tell my husband, I'm like, I pray for God just to, just to appear, just, you know, show me you're still here or whatever, and he'll do something like this morning, that sunrise, and it just touches my soul. It just touches me. Um, and so I hope that as you go throughout your day, whatever the weather is like there, take a look around. Find God in that. I do. I look at the sunshine and I let it beat down on my face and I, I am thankful. But in everything we do, God is there in everything and I know that. And I feel that and I see that. And Part of it is because I'm allowing myself to see that. Whereas before I would block my mind and just negative, negative, negative. And that's, that's Satan. He was taking over my head. He's like, I don't want you to think about God. You're going to, I'm going to 
put all the negative things that run through your mind. So that's all you're thinking about. But now I can overcome that like I never could before. And it's amazing. And I hope that that's something that you're able to do. If not, I like to get in a quiet place and I write or I talk. I just sit there and like get out my feelings. When I'm in the car sometimes and having a rough day, I am yelling, like I am praying really loud to God. It's like almost like if I'm louder, he can hear me better. I don't know, but that's what I do. I talk to him very loud in my car, praying, whatever, whatever it is. That's how I do. So something, whatever works for you to get you in that place, do it. You know, do it. But I do hope that you look around today and see the, see the things in life that we should be grateful for and thankful for, which is not material things at all. When we die, none of those things go with us. So how important is that new car to you? How important is your bank account to you? How important is that house to you? How important is whatever material things you're looking at right now? Which I'm not saying that's bad. That's fine to have, you know, if you've got the money to have whatever, whatever. But none of that's going with you. So I am more focused on the non-material things. I haven't really had a lot of material things in a long time. And, and sometimes it was hard, but I'm okay. And now I think that he's prepared me for this time of when I've learned this gratitude and to be thankful. And the more thankful I am, the more I am blessed. And it's amazing. So I hope that you focus on the people in your life and just life itself instead of the material things that you have that you might be obsessing over. I know people who do that. And where's that going to get you? I mean, I'm just saying, you know, that's not going to get you into heaven. And so where's your heart? And that that's all I'm just, I want you to, th- I, I, I would want you to think about it. If you're a Christian, if you're not, and you have questions, I'm like not the perfect Christian. No one is. We're all sinners. But I will do my best to talk to you or help you. I don't go to church every Sunday. I I mean, I'm not like this uh, perfect example, let me tell you. But I do know the Lord, and I do pray, and I do believe. I am a Bible-believing Christian. Um... I do listen to sermons and watch sermons and uh, I do feel like I have a relationship with him. So I may not be the person that's at church leading others because that's not me, but I can be here for you if that's something that you would want to talk about. Um, And I can even lead you to the right people or I can just be an ear to listen because I'm really great at that. Um, So I'm going to end this podcast because I just keep talking, but I just wanted to talk about my day and my, how thankful I am about life. And today is my twin's birthday and that's such an exciting day. And it just has me thinking and has all these emotions just 
flowing through my body. And um, I just wanted to get it out. So anyways, I hope that you have a great day. And if you ever have anything that you want to talk to me about, let me know. I am a great listener and I'm not um, a licensed or certified counselor or anything like that, but I am a great listener and I am a great friend. And so if you need that, I'm here for you. So I hope that you have a really fantastic last day of February, Monday, beautiful day. I hope that your day is as fabulous as it can be. Have a great day.